Jeff, just to make it official, what if we do this? And we know we're doing a podcast. We are not going to take breaks. You, Whatever you say, you're responsible for. Okay. I mean, go ahead. You can talk for a second, but been, just cut out when it when they... It has been so long. I know. Since I've heard this song. Does it feel refreshing? I feel good. Yeah. You hear it every time, though. I... I it's been a long time. It's usually now we can't talk. <laughs> We're starting. Oh my gosh! That was <laughs> that was abrupt. <laughs> That was very I was going to do that. I thought I was going to be able to press buttons while the song went on, but I guess the song ended. That was very abrupt. We'll uh, edit that out. And just like that, Jeff, how the hell are you? I physically, it's been a tough year, and I'm still, I just can't get rid of the nagging pains of, I don't want to call it age, but it's <laughs> age. It is. <laughs> Just, uh, I'm not even gonna. So, we have a guest, but I'm not gonna talk about him. How old yet. are you? I'm 52. <laughs> I'm a gym team. Okay. You know, one of these years, one of these podcasts, I'm gonna be there. <clears throat> I don't think I'll be a gym teacher, though. Um, life is good. I'm uh, been thinking a lot, and. Um, so let's just skip right back to you, Zach, and then we'll talk about <laughs> thinking. What? Okay. Well, I don't... Then I'm going to bring in... We don't have a guest. We have a stand-in brother. Hi, Matt. From the Brother Factory. Howdy, boys. Scott's gone. Scott is... Hey, thank you, Scott, for being gone. We didn't even ask his permission. Neuter me in this. We just did. So Scott's gone. Uh, he's going to a wedding in Idaho or something, and... He's also looking to find some love. <laughs> and uh, so Matt's here. Matt, say there. Matt, you've been on a couple episodes way back in the day, right? Yeah, it was very in the very beginning. Long time ago. It was back very when we, brief. we just had the mic we sat set in the middle. And we actually, I think a couple of those, we actually opened a Bible and talked about it. Maybe actually read scripture. Jeez. We don't do that anymore. You know what we do now is like, you know what it says in the Bible? I don't remember where, but it's somewhere. And then we just say some paraphrased version, our own version of the Bible. You know what? Uh, I need to get a drink. We start, I don't have a beer. Can you talk, Jeff? Can you take over? Yeah, I can talk. I can talk. Well, I had a question for Jeff already. Okay, go for it. Go, Zach. Yes, Matt. No, you said it's been a tough year. Uh, Physically. You said stuff. What's that Stuff. Um. Well, physic physically not being healthy. Um, from just bodily ailments, knee, back, whatever. Um, has just led to not being able to do what I love to do, which is be active and run, and and so that's really caused. Um. A burden on my soul. I 
and just to clarify like burden on my soul is just not being able to be who I am because a lot of my like upbeat enthusiasm comes from just being able to be uh, active. And uh, when I run, it's when I really feel close to God and like I see things clearly and signs and speaking with God, like just running and, and, and then taking that home and, and sharing it with my, my wife and, and then, you know, maybe later on with friends, but I haven't been able to do that for a year and that has really weighed on me. And, um, it's, so that's the stuff um, the physical stuff has held me back and, um, that's just caused some stagnation in, in my life, which is not good, uh, for me or anybody, I would assume if you can't do what you love, then, you know, you get a little lost. So yeah, I was lost. I've only dealt with temporary ailments, nothing, nothing long term. But it's just when you're sick, have the flu or cold, you're knocked out for a few days, and you just feel amazing when you're better. Mm-hmm. When you're like 95, percent you're just high on life. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm healthy. It's amazing. I threw out my back in December, the first time I've done that, and it knocked me out for a couple of weeks. And it was, it does, it takes a toll on you. And I, I've, I've not. Um, not had anything long term so it just it's, it gives me a huge appreciation and not just appreciation but I'm just in awe of those people that have long term ailments that they just day after day week after week year after year that they just don't go away and right. I, I don't know how how I would deal with that situation and, and just trusting God and, and being grateful and appreciative of what I do have in light of a day after day ailment that just is not going to go away. I have a question about that, but first, you know, you know, what helps is bourbon sometimes. Where's, would you like some? Where's mine? Here you go. Thank you. Well, perspective. Yes. Because I, for the most part, I've been healthy. And even when I haven't been super healthy, I just, as a little kid, I just had the will to just go through a lot of pain. And, and I just, it actually felt like I was really living when I could fight through pain. And I love just the idea of always overcoming. Your body would bounce back. I can't imagine having just lived through this last year, which relative to others is probably very small, um, but still, it's my life, and I'm, you know, and so I'm, as a healthy person, not having health this past year, um, it's horrible. And I can't imagine going the rest of my life like this. And I, when you talk about, you know, where are you with, uh, you know, faith, and you know, what does God have for me? In this season of the next 40 years of being like this, I I would guess, just because I've experienced it, that I would go to a place where I would find a 
just a deeper meaning of God and and purpose because it's just that's where I've been taught by God is in just dark places or tough places or challenges. So, um, and that's really what this year has brought. But I can't imagine going on for decades. It would be exhausting. But in that exhaustion, I, I would hope that, you know, I'd find just a greater strength in my faith um, and purpose. Do you, and we know, we know people that are like, oh man, we know people that are like, um, chronic, chronic, right. For, for whatever reason, um, beyond the reasons beyond their control, let's just say, but chronic pain and suffering and tons of praying and trusting and still just surgeries dealing with it. Um, and that's terrible. And occasionally you'll hear people, stories on podcasts uh, that they change, like say they change their diet or something. They change something about the routine, whether it's like living super clean and it like, it corrects all these ails, ailments. And I don't even know where I'm going with this other than I know people in my, in my life, in my family, in my past that were not healthy, that you just... You, you don't say anything and you wonder could the dependence could could the depression I'm not speaking for anyone specifically that needs medication I know medication is required sometimes but I, I do know for some people that you can reduce or eliminate medication when you live clean exercise diet everything like that and, right, but also I know people I haven't said anything, and I don't even know where I'm going with this. Other than, do you guys know anybody that you probably should have said something to? You didn't know how to say it, or you didn't feel like it was your place. That, like in my case, I had family that died. They w- were morbidly obese, on all kinds of medications. There was there was a lot going on in this person's life, and everybody, everybody just kind of let them live their life. I don't even know how I would enter into that conversation. I definitely didn't, so I didn't. Well, I mean, you're talking about action, like if, and, you know, stepping in and and speaking up, but one, there has to be a great connection between you and that person to where it's healthy for you to step in and say something, whatever it might be. Uh, If you don't have that, then forget about it. There's no bridge to, you know, get across and, and speak. So you're, you know, you'd be... That'd be step one. But to say something, I, I mean, I, I can think of people, um, but when I, I walk down a path sometimes where I kind of, you know, how when you think of like if I say this, then uh, you know, there's A, B, C, or D could happen, and even when I walk down the road, will if that happens will that person actually be better off and i mean it's different you know you're talking about obesity oh just you know run a little walk a little stop eating so much i think everything is is tied into like it's not just oh my gosh i struggle say just to make it black and white i struggle with i struggle i i medicate through how about food. i struggle with anxiety and i drink red bulls all day long well, yeah, and then 
And then you take medication for the anxiety. <laughs> medication has side effects. And then maybe you get on other medications too. I think you you're probably you're making a joke, but no, I, yeah. you probably know people. No, there's some truth to that. I I was talking to a guy that we know mutually that is uh, he's he's overweight and drinks. I don't know how many liters of Coke every day. Maybe it's Diet Coke. I don't know. And I don't know if it affects blood pressure or, or cholesterol, whatever it is. But uh, he's like, oh, my gosh, really? This is like could not be good for me? Like, yeah, the drinking that much Coke's probably <laughs> probably not helping. That'd be a good place to start laying off all that high fructose corn syrup and just all the additives and whatever else is in that. Yeah. He was clueless. Just, just like... Never thought about it. Yeah. What do you, I mean, the question of stepping in and saying something, I, I mean, I, I'm some, a lot of times it's just, I'm going to keep to myself about that. Cause the person has made a personal choice. It'd be like telling my grandmother, you need to stop smoking. It's not good for your lungs. Even after she had a lung taken out, right, she that, still smoked. That change is not going to happen unless she, decides it's going to happen right yeah, we're, yeah. We're, however we're impacted we have to actually in my opinion we got to experience things before we actually make change at that point if she stopped she'd die her body's <clears throat> used to it <laughs> you know probably <laughs> I, I have a family i have uh i well not family but i know somebody who has family that uh, it was an uncle or something was old and he he drank scotch every day He's very old. They they got him to quit, and right after he quit, he died. Yeah, it's like his body's like, all right, I guess we're done. We're giving up. Yeah, and I mean, he was like late late eighties. At that point, it's like he's done well for himself. Just let it be. It's I don't. I wonder what that process was to get him to quit (laughs) in his eighties. People are like, you need to stop smoking that. He's like, okay, and then he's dead. That's if he was like twenty five. Shouldn't you doing this every day? Did you, Matt, I stepped out to get us some bourbon, which we are enjoying. Cheers. And Cheers. W- did you talk at all about you a little bit? Like, no, what just, is... just Jeff's ailments. Okay. It, last you... year, but my elbow is tingling a lot right now. Oh, Ooh, that's interesting. And the our, finger our f- I use to apply it to my elbow <laughs> finger is tingling, tingling a lot, too. <laughs> What'd you dip your finger in? <laughs> Whatever Eric gave me. <laughs> What is it, Jeff? You got some secret sauce? Matt's rubbing on him? I'm tingly as well. Okay. My my shoulder blade is fantastic. All right. It does. It feels like, I can't remember the last time I put Bengay on, but it's that menthol. It's that that, uh, that sensation. With hemp extract. CBD. It's got that good CBD cannabinoids. Non-psychoactive. We listened to the sales pitch from our good friend and uh, it was great no, was, you're not getting high no 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 no. although you could mm. you probably wouldn't worry about it now that you've rolled off the over we'll get back to matt well, well let's get back to matt let's hold on let's not jump there i know i'm going second. a mile a minute <laughs> we are we already met for drinks earlier so this so you know no apologies you guys can deal with it drink along with us matt yes you're so you asked me stuff that i've been going through are you yeah. going anywhere with that or are you just no i just i mentioned it i just heard stuff and i wanted to know what that was it was a little that, vague that could mean right a few different things just a few different things 
Okay. And wasn't sure. So Matt, that's that question probably stems from your work in uh, you're in some sort of recovery, not recovery, but ministry, some healing. Yeah. But do you I don't practice know if it the has dark arts? To do with that? No, it doesn't, Zach. Okay. No, uh, just uh, in conversations with you guys over the years, yeah. just trying to get away from generalities. And J- Jeff, those you mean those people? Jeff's good at generalities when he wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right now you're those people jeff because uh that helps me know you more i don't know what stuff is you're right i can use my imagination do it that never goes well <laughs> i mean it always goes really well but not that not in the way you want it really to going through some stuff here guys yeah man let me pray for me yeah we've been to plenty plenty of men's bible studies and boot camps where it's under attack, bro. Of stuff. I just the enemy is surrounding me at all all, all corners. <laughs> so I am speaking uh, this Saturday at the men's breakfast. If you guys want to, whoa, join. that almost makes you want to go. Yeah, that's why I'm mentioning wow. it because I know you don't go. So men's breakfast. Yep. So, I would love to be there. Telling your story. Some story. Talking about marriage. No. Talking about stuff. No, not talking about marriage. What are you talking about? Talking about life, Zach. You might as well have just said stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my point to be vague right now. Uh, but but back get, to Matt. I guess you have to go now. Matt, what is what is your deal? We, we've known you forever. You've been on a couple episodes way back when, when this was super disorganized. And um, it, it feels natural in that this episode is disorganized and we're just sit, just uh, press and record and going. But you do like prayer ministry stuff. You want to just say like what that is for sure. you? I uh, got involved in the restoration ministry is what we call it for what that's worth at our church a few years ago. And I felt called to this ministry a few years before that. You're allowed to use Christianese. Don't you look at me like, can I say this, Zach, in front well, of you? Shut up, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty close to the recording. Yeah. Well, that was the recording. <laughs> Shut up, Scott. <laughs> um, it's been really good. I I do it very part-time. I only do a session a week. But it's been, it's kind of like, it reminds me a lot of teaching Sunday school that, I felt like I got more out of it most of the time, going to camp with the kids, doing Sunday school, being in that ministry. I, it always, I always got more out of it than I felt the kids did sometimes. And I know the kids did too, but it's hard to see that and at all sometimes. But uh, I always knew I was getting something out of it. And it's been good for my spirit, for my relationship with God, just the awareness with... Um, the lies that people believe and the, the, the thing, the stuff that stuff, Jeff, I'll <laughs> elaborate that impacts me or affects me or resonates with me the most being in that ministry is just the, uh, forgiveness that people, um, harbor or, or don't offer mm. And that gets in the way of their of their heal, of their healing of their freedom of their restoration of whatever you want to call it, um, their health, and 
the second thing for me would be your identity in Christ. Um, just believing who you are made in God's image. And those uh, of all this, the stuff that we talk about and wounds and uh, that people struggle with, those are the things that I resonate the most with uh, in my own um, journey and and those few journeys that I've been a part of is just the unforgiveness that that people have that can go way back and their the lies that they believe about who they are or who they aren't. So. Do you, have either of you guys ever had beliefs or you you believed some some statement about yourself that after reflecting you maybe moving on in life you look back and you realize that 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 lie was causing great strife yes self-worth and that's probably pretty common but uh self-worth in the sense that not not realizing that i myself i didn't have a high self-worth or recognize that I was completely accepted by God. Um, Where did that come from? Do you know? Oh, I don't know. I mean, but just when, if I do something, something doesn't go right or I make a mistake or whatever, whatever it is, just realizing it dawned on me that there was like either out loud or usually internal, like just, just call myself a dumbass, you know, stuff like that. And just realizing how in my in my day to day, like I wouldn't think about it. it wasn't on the forefront. But then when something would go wrong, I was very quick to like label myself something that was negative. And realizing that, I'm like, oh, it kind of dawns on me like what wow, there's something there's something here that needs to be corrected. And it's almost just like you have that light bulb moment. And it doesn't go away overnight, but it's realizing it. And I would probably use a lot less Christianese than Matt, but I think we're talking about the same thing and, and the same truths In when you recognize the lies you're telling yourself and you start to confront them and recognize what is true and then making baby steps towards believing that. And so I'm in a much better spot, but it still comes up for from time to time that you you're such an idiot it's, it's even sound right now it sounds silly for me to say do you catch yourself comes, yeah yeah and i'll sometimes i catch myself and i'll i'll, I'll think well i deserve to be called that for now and i'm just going to sit in it for, for a minute which is <laughs> stupid but but i catch myself and before i didn't even realize it i just realized it would just happen and then i would go about my day and feel normal and then just realize like that was contributing to my impatience just in general, just overall impatience level dropping because, uh, because of like kicking my own ass around you of that dumb and dumber, hmm. not dumb and dumber. What is that? True lies. That's uh, nope. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> well, some people tell me that like when they pray in the morning, they just have a, a quiet time in the morning and they read the Bible. It settles them for the, for the day and they have a much better day than if they're hurried and going and yeah and maybe you have maybe we get into those moments where we're like 
like you were saying, I'm a dumbass. Why did I, whatever. And, and then even you say, like, I tell myself, I'm just going to rest in that for a moment because, you know, I deserve that. (laughs) It's, but that's why I asked, like, do you catch yourself? And is there something that, like, as somebody would do, I have quiet time in the morning or there's something even in the moment that you're, you're about to even think that, that something just triggers and you're like, I know who I am. Like, that's okay. And you can let it go. Is there something? Is there something that almost like a a process in like, Um, not like it's hard to, cause everybody's would be different. Like it, if you just think in something negative, it's like you f- flip the switch and you're like, no, this is a good thing. There's good in this, whatever it might be, as opposed to fully stepping in. I'm an, I'm an ass or I'm an idiot or. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I, I think what puts some occasionally, so I, I don't get up and do the devotional. Um, Not that it's a requirement. No. And I, I think it just depends on you. If if you, that's what you believe you need, it's going to be very important, and it's going to make a difference. For me, it's it it's taking a few moments to. This doesn't always happen, folks. It's going to sound like this is my daily practice, and I'm a stud, but this is not the truth. Uh, this is like in my best moments, it'll be before I, I I get to go to work and I get out of the house and I just want to throw my podcasts and I just listen to podcasts or music all day. It's like before that noise starts, just taking a second. And honestly, somebody described um, the breath of life, like breathing in God, like Yahweh is like a breathing word, and you can like breathe in Yah and like exhale way. And, and just like I've, I've done that a few times. And it, it, I don't think it, it would matter necessarily. I don't think there's any magic to the word. It's just stopping for a second breathing in some sort of affirmation of belong, like breathe in a truth that on your best day, you know, is true about you. You belong, breathe in, breathe in peace and just think about peace, take a huge deep breath and then breathe out some negative thought that you struggle with, like resentment or unforgiveness. Right. And just like literally just like say it to yourself as you breathe it out and just do that a few times. And that, that's it's almost like magic it it mm-hmm. really helps it really helps put a almost like a centering on your day and it's it's like a tone setter it's almost like a spiritual version of making your bed like i find like when i if i get up and i make like physically make my bed before i leave right. the room it's like a tone setter like oh, that p- part of my life is in order a lot of days it's it's out of order and I just leave it like that. It's this weird trick. It's like a life hack. It's like what are they if you uh dress up for work or even if you work from home, people will suggest you dress up. Dress yeah. up as if you're going to work cuz you yeah. can be more efficient, more mm. effective. That makes sense. It's really interesting. You you need to find the little hacks that I mean some people are totally self-motivated and they probably wouldn't need that, but a lot of people you got to find those tricks to motivate you and I think sp- Spiritual practice is one of those, and it can take on a lot of forms, like uh, or a lot of different language, depending on where you're at and what you believe. But 
I think ultimately it's getting at a core truth of like recognizing what is actually true. If you were to be like totally free and feel totally accepted by, by God and know that you belong and you just breathe out those, breathe out the bullshit. There's that, uh, there's some video where it's some yoga where the guy's talking, he's doing a breathing exercise. It's a meditation video but he's just talking I'll, I'll probably put this in later. He's just like breathing in like all the good stuff. And, and then as he's saying, and breathe out bullshit. And he, he's like, just saying, <laughs> it's so <laughs> funny. Oh, I, I have heard that. I, I got, I got to f- track that down. That's so funny because even though he's using lots of dirty words in, in a very soft voice with mm-hmm. the soft music behind it, it's just, it's comedy gold, but it's also, there's a lot of truth. Like let go of that shed the bullshit especially when it pertains to yourself and your identity. You're talking about simple practices. One thing I've, I've done more common lately, and I have to remember it, I'll forget it, when I'm in the middle of dealing with stuff. Stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like stuff. So usually I'm a good sleeper, but occasionally stuff will keep me up, just work, marriage, finances, whatever it is, kids, I suppose. Math, it keeps you up. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, not you. I was just saying in general. It would oh, wait. You keep oh. you awake. And uh, but one thing that I've done more recently is is just uh, I just can't sleep at all. My mind's just racing, and and I don't I don't want to call it anxiety, but just I'm totally I'm just distracted. And uh, but just having a posture of just gratitude and thankfulness and just thanking God for whatever, just everything, just mm-hmm. going through a list and just being grateful. And um, and that has always settled my heart and uh, settled my mind and has allowed me to eventually fall asleep. <laughs> but I don't always remember to do that. Right. And it's stupid because, you know, I'm wrestling with something or can't go to sleep and it's like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I should do that. <laughs> Speaking of things you should do, yeah. My um, my wife told me a um, week or so ago. You know, it's been a long time since we prayed in bed before we go to you know because we used to do it just about <clears throat> every night or every other night. And um, I said, "Oh yeah. my gosh!" I said, "Yeah, I know. I know we haven't." And I did not pray that night. I just I let it go. I was so uncomfortable. And but the but that there was a little performance anxiety <laughs> for in the bed um, for prayer. No, I wasn't even going to bed. I've been watching Lucifer a lot. That's another story. <laughs> I so my my marriage is really the center of my everything, and Aww. and so when that's not good, nothing is good. It causes just terrible. So that comes back to your identity, Jeff. Sure. Is this some of the stuff? Anyway, hey, stop. I'm not. I'm not joking. I'm practicing. Can I just speak? (laughs) No. (laughs) Do you realize I can't do two things at once? If I listen to you, I'm going to lose my train of thought. My elbow's tingling, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) Which? Okay. Wait. wait, Is there more Lucifer? No. Gosh darn it! When the marriage is on the rocks. Okay. Yes, probably. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The. But the not doing that is kind of like 
the the quiet time like for me to pray with my wife at night so i finally did a couple nights ago and she she said right after i was done praying she said it's been a long time since we've prayed together in bed and and i feel like we're a lot closer when we do now it seemed like a simple thing for her to say that but to her that was everything and and that means for the last uh many months i've just been leaving my wife out in the cold and and considering that that's my center point or just the central thing in my life um my everything as i said i was just leaving that out um and not filling my wife with prayer um even if it's just to agree that we're in this together and that like i mean it was good i didn't have any regret i was a i felt bad um even nights where i'm like i should go and pray but i lucifer's more important right now <laughs> it's uh, that, a terrible that thing worked, to say but i that works i felt so- more comfortable going and watching tv and falling asleep on the couch that, than, that, um, than praying with my wife that works on so many levels. I admitted that. <clears throat> Lucifer repent. is more important. It's, you the realize Netflix you're show. not talking about the TV show. <laughs> the Dark Lord of all evil is drawing you away from your wife. Also, um, you just said, filling my wife with prayer. Now, this is one... Do you remember that John Piper tweet I shared with you? Yeah. Are we going there, really? Please don't. <laughs> this is like, it, it just, I'm sorry. I am not old enough Jeez. spiritually, men- mentally, emotionally. I, I'm going to have to ask you. Periodically, you're do- you're I, doing it right now when you're like, I'm such an idiot. No. Until you just did it. No, it's true. I got to say. Take that back. Every once in a while, I'm going to have to ask you, have you filled your wife with prayer lately? I'm sorry, Jeff. You you said it. I cannot help it. It's so good, and I invite you to do the same. You can All make right. it one of those buttons, can't you? Okay. I don't know what. I filled my wife with prayer. Oh say yeah, that. I will. You, you got to say okay. that one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> this is that's a so conspiracy good. against me. <laughs> John Piper tweeted. It was a Desiring God, which is their organization, uh, article where they sh- they tweeted out a quote. Where it said something about, uh, well, we should probably, I don't know, whatever. Do you do you have it there? Can you find it? Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's one of those examples of Christians who don't think. He, I'll let you read it. The, uh, Christians, okay. <laughs> Jeff doesn't want. You're not an overseer anymore. You're gonna take that. No, this has nothing to do with that. Do you mm. feel like you can be more free now that no. you're, you're rolled off? No. Okay, so you still feel no, stifled and controlled. I found my uh, I found my thirty nine year old self about two months ago, and so I don't. You read the. What tweet. does that mean? That's for me to think about and possibly share later. But wow. Okay. Piper said, "I feel like I have to get saved every morning. I wake up and the devil is sitting on my face." That wasn't the one I was thinking of. Oh, really? Okay. Now you know why I didn't now, speak this. Now, a, a gentleman quote tweeted him 
and said, does the devil shave his asshole? That's what I want to know personally, which now whatever you think about the crudeness of that, I think that's, that's like Scott level trolling. That's excellent trolling. John Piper was asking for it. You can't, every conservative Christian outlet needs somebody like me to, to hear filling your wife with prayer. Nope, we're not going to put that on official stuff. Men, fill your wife with prayer every night. I don't care where you do it. Do it in the bathroom. Do it in your bed. Do it before you're in bed. Fill your wife with prayer. It's like, no, we're not doing that. We're not, that's not going to be on the official. I know what you mean. Jeff, your heart is gold. I know it. Even though you're struggling with stuff. But the devil sitting on your face? Nope, we're not going to go there, John. Sorry, that's not going out. I thought you were leading into Mark Driscoll's quote. Oh, about the... uh, (laughs) We talked about that. And actually, I do need to say on that, there was a couple episodes in a row where we would reference God's penis. Is that what you're talking about? Okay. Um, And we weren't clear that we were making fun of a Mark Driscoll quote. Uh, that and also it was some misogynist quote and uh, somebody said, you know, it wasn't clear you guys were joking that one time, even though in our heads we are joking from the, from the episode before we were joking, we were quoting Mark Driscoll and, and he needs to be, uh, well, that version of Mark Driscoll, I don't know what he's like now. That version needs help. This, this God, God has a lot of penises. This is like it's yeah. deteriorating. Well, take control. Deteriorating into a South Park episode. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> hey, back to uh, I think I was the only only one that made the comment about what's calming me and re- giving me rest mm-hmm. is is uh, being grateful and thankful. And Zach had mentioned it earlier. I forget the context now, but just getting frustrated, and when you're short, and at least this is what I heard, but when you guys were sharing earlier and the times that I'm short and frustrated and, and um, get upset or short tempered or it's always when I'm doing something that I want to do. And there was this great YouTube video, this lady that gave a presentation, the scientist, and she said, studies have shown, I'll find it. Maybe we can put it in the show notes or something. Yeah. Uh, But she, I think you probably watched it. She speaks so quickly. But she was saying that, I mean, science, science has shown that, that if you are, if you do community service and you volunteer and you're serving and you're caring for others, that's like, it's very good to your, for your body, for your health. And science has, studies have shown that. But the times that I'm selfish and doing what I want to do, and it totally makes sense to me because when our kids have too much screen time, that is when they get short-tempered, they get impatient, they get uh, fussy when they... Same. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's, I mean, it's obvious. It's night and day. So it's like no more screen time for the week. You know, you guys are done. It's so obvious. And I'm no different. I'm realizing that, that I'm no different. That when I'm whether in a book or watching a show or working in the garage or whatever I'm doing, if I'm wanting to do something that I want to do, I don't want to be bothered by the kids. And I'm realizing that more and more when they want my attention. And, and I'm just, I'm just focused on what I need to do, what I want to do, what I got to do. And that's when I just, I don't have time for my kids. So I'm dealing with that. 
<laughs> That's tough. Does it ever dawn on you? So what's your, when you've had it and you're done with the way the kids are acting and you know they need to take a break from screens or whatever, what's the first, what's the thing you say? Not like a bad thing, but just like, do you ever, whatever you say or the, the thing you think, does that ever dawn on you when you're doing it? It's starting to. That's what <laughs> I'm hearing. Like light bulb moment. Oh. Yeah, it has. It's recently. I'm I'm having that light bulb moment where I'm noticing that I'm like I'm no different. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's like, uh oh, I gotta do. Something I have my own version that. of that. <laughs> it could be anything. It could be. Uh, it could be music. It could be podcasting. Pocket, it could be nothing. Pa- I just want to sit on the yeah. couch and vegetate. <laughs> it yeah. could be anything. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Where where were we? I don't know. I mean... Oh, serving others is, like, scientifically... I'll, I'll try to find this article or this uh, YouTube video again, but... Oh, it's healthy? It's extremely healthy. Yeah. Just serving others, volunteering, is there serving some- others. There's... I mean, otherwise, when I'm thinking about myself, you know, other people upset me much more quickly and easily, including my children. Mostly my children, um, but when you're serving and volunteering and giving your time, it changes. It it does it changes right. you. Right when there's a when there's a balance of you know you've got work and serving your family and 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 serving outside of your your family. That I mean, when all of that's clicking, um, it's a sweet spot because you're always at. You're not doing it for yourself. Yeah, and I think for me, it would have to be something more than just like, I'm going to volunteer once a month or once a week. Right. Like, it'd have to be a more almost daily. Well, yeah, for me, I think it would have to be a daily exercise, whether it's serving my kids, serving my wife, serving our neighborhood, church, whatever it is. It'd have to be something regular for me just to keep the focus off myself and my own distractions Mm -hmm. and what... I am concerned about that I shouldn't be concerned about. Right. Serving others being good for you. I'm wondering if, uh, I, I know. When, yes, it would include that too. Okay. Well, I went back a little bit. I'm going back. I'm sorry. You said something a little bit ago and I'm, I'm clinging on to that. So yes. And to whatever you just said, so, um, I'm wondering if the, it feels like when you do something for somebody, there's like a feeling you get that feels good. And even if you, what you're doing isn't necessarily helpful. It's like, if you think that it's good, you probably get the same feeling. Yeah, for sure. And I wonder if there's some biological built in thing that helps the world progress. That is almost selfish. Like you're, you're almost doing it for that feeling. I did something good. It's that dopamine rush, probably. It, maybe. It's, I, I think... And it's I, like a reward for doing something good. The Jesus crosses in your bloodstream turn may, positive. Maybe. Or maybe you even did it selfishly. Maybe you did it for status. Maybe you're super altruistic because you see the way... Oh, can you, you have wealth and you have means and you like the way people look and talk about you because you're doing a lot in the community. Yeah, but I don't... Either way... I think that's a different response, though. Yeah, that that was my question, or that was what I was going to ask, is like, there's that, and I'm wondering if it doesn't... 
almost like it doesn't matter if it's selfish. And even if you're doing it for selfish reasons, maybe the world progresses through selfish means to... Yeah. Uh, well, um, certainly which is a little bit benefit, different than what you're talking people about. People benefit from that. Right. But like tithing to the church, giving to the church. And we should give... We should want to give, not because out of obligation. Speak for yourself. Don't, so, why are you looking at me like that? Have my you eyes seen, were closed. Have you... <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the the numbers? How did you know? No, but there's right, there's a difference whether that the chemical response and your emotional spiritual response, however you want to label it, there's a difference whether you give out of compulsion or give out of wanting to give. Interesting. That that would be an, that would be a very I think I say interesting too much, but I mean it um it would be really cool to see how what the difference is if you do it fully selflessly versus selfishly. We'll test people's blood pressure as they leave church. Well, it's going to be... If it's elevated, they gave out a compulsion. It's going to be high after the rock show. It's obvious. After the rock show I put on, I mean, people are almost having heart attacks. you have to take it going in and take it going out. So that'd be totally easy. Kind of like Jeff's prayer. Going in... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's that actually. When I prayed with my wife, that that's calms, actually really good. That calms you guys me. have a pretty that big audience. Me. We could probably ask your audience to put that together, right? Like a study? Yeah, yeah, we could. If they could do a three-year longitudinal study, that'd be fantastic. Double blind. Yeah, at least twenty people, maybe thirty. Yeah, get the blood <laughs> pressure rigs out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I am I totally am with you as far as serving and it brings a calmness to like your being and I mean waking up and immediately somebody was telling me like, "Oh, my husband wakes up and he he makes a cup of coffee for me every morning." I'm I got two thoughts. One, why isn't my wife doing that? And, and two, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's amazing. <laughs> See, and that's where we so quickly and easily believe the lie. Like, my wife is not good enough. Right. She's not making me coffee. You know your coffee has a timer on it, probably. Wait, you have to make your bed? My wife makes my bed. I'm my, just kidding. Mine she too. Oh. Hey, by the way, is your wife still doing your laundry and putting putting it away? She is. Both? Yes. Do you correct her if she doesn't? She's still folding it and putting it away? Yes. Ooh. Yes. Wow. <laughs> are you are you guys roles defined? This is not a trick question, but every marriage is going to thrive more when people are on the same page no matter what it looks like, whether it's a more traditional approach or it's a hodgepodge whatever it is how defined jeff and i'm I'm literally this is not trick and i keep saying that so now you think it is a trick question it's not i wish we would i think there's some undefined things i think there's a lot of undefined things but there's um in terms of like what our roles are however there's some things that just happened or happen and naturally in with Tanya and myself and Oh, you're talking about you and your wife? Yeah, my wife, okay. Tanya. And 
that you know so but we've never we've never said this is my role this is your role i mean obviously i go and work a full-time job and she is home with the children and so there's a whole lot of managing going on there in california by the way which is pretty the fact that you guys are pulling that off and it's not like you're some financial baron you're a school teacher it's good it's 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 a good thing i think it's a good thing a lot of times parents are both oh, working and somebody's right. watching kids and the parents one parent isn't always with the kids i think that's a good thing well, that Tanya you guys delivers babies all the time that's who she is working forgive me tanya if you hear this you are working it, it still counts even with when you're at home even though you know i don't know how much tv you're watching now i sound like scott keep going jeff <laughs> just <laughs> to uh to, to focus on what you said there matt <laughs> She had she had her four children, and then she loved childbirth so much she went and now she helps other mothers as a doula, um, and and she brings in some cash, which is sweet as a cherry on top. Um, but in terms of roles, we don't really have them defined, but they're happening. However, we do have conflict because we don't have defined roles because i'm thinking why why is this falling on me and i think a lot of times she's like why is this falling on me um and it usually it's usually the children and and so there's a there's conflict that happens there because roles aren't defined so interesting yeah a lot of it happens in my experience with my wife and i's most of it has happened organically, which it sounds like it's probably yeah, happened for you guys right. where you don't sit down and have a conversation. Who does this? Who does this? You just navigate. I don't mind doing this. She doesn't mind doing that. You know, I tend to do more of the dishes. She tends to do more of the laundry. Um, we do have a house cleaner every other week. And outside of that, we don't oh, white collar, huh? clean much. Yeah. You own your own business? Wow. Yeah, and I have... I have three cars, Zach. Oh my god! This came up early on in the podcast. <laughs> That's in right, the very it did. beginning. It did. <laughs> we were joking. Oh so well, oh, man. Those cars have been such a good. I'm going to say it. They've been a blessing. They've for been a so blessing, and they've been paid off for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> Not that long. Most of them. So use yours. Your roles have happened organically. Yeah. Like I, I tended to make the bed, which I haven't done a great job for a while. Um, making the, the, putting the kids sheets on the beds, which I hate doing that, but she hates it more than I do. So huh. I do that. Because there's so much sticky everywhere. Okay. So well, especially there's, bunk a, beds. there's an example where you're like, my wife hates this. If you ever been like, well, that's too bad. That's, what you're gonna do or i mean you don't say that but you're like i'm not doing it no not not in, um i guess tidying the house and things like that not but since they fixed their marriage yeah yeah that's right not since i went through the restoration ministry now i'm like i'm good i'm just kidding <laughs> um but in decision making you know oftentimes we'll 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 um ask the question you know who uh who's more concerned or, 
you know, firm in their position or who is this more important to? And that's kind of how we'll make our decisions. Like, you know, hmm. eh, I'm okay either way, or I'm leaning this way, but like, she's super firm. Like, no, we got to do this. It's like, that's something that we've learned to navigate after 18 years of marriage that, uh, we just like, okay, just giving that up and just not, what's that book? Don't sweat the small stuff. Mm-hmm. So kind of along those lines where it's like, yeah, it's important to me, but it's acknowledging that it might be more important to them and just letting it go. Well, I was listening to a couple of authors. It was a husband and wife. And they were talking about roles and they said, if you have well-defined roles in your marriage, like this is your responsibility. This is my responsibility. It almost takes care of all the conflict, almost all of the conflict that a husband and wife would have in marriage. And yeah. lording something that's missed over somebody is super easy because it was, hey, that's on your list. I get to lord that over you now. Yeah, yeah, it can be. I'm abused. joking. Even though, well, that, that's true. And do you have an example? Well, no, I mean, not specifically, but if you did, if you had a well-defined, like, this is the husband's, or let's just say this is ex-partner, this is Y-partner, this is your duties, um, for lack of a better term, when something falls through the cracks, you didn't do that, that's not on me, and... uh, That's a good point, because we've, I don't know... Which could work for some people. To me, it seems a little... To me, it feels, it, it just counter to me, uh, it feels like schoolwork. I'd rather deal with a little conflict that exists with a, some gray area of like who's doing what and we need to intuit and, and like, hey, can you do me a favor and do this because I got this going on. Maybe it changes and it morphs. Like I'd rather deal with that gray area because I was totally shitty in school and it feels like homework to have like a set list. But it could be super helpful depending on people. I know people that are super organized and they're both the same and they would probably benefit from a more structured right, right. Well, role. Talking about roles, my, my father, he had a really good job when we lived in Nebraska and uh, my mom was, uh, she was a housewife and he, he pretty much quit his job. He got ticked off one day and got passed up for a promotion and they called him on it and they said, well, then fine, there's a door. And then he wasn't providing at the moment. And my mom, uh, as the story goes, just was felt like, well, I need a provider. And that's was his role. And that makes me very insecure. And that was the end of the marriage. So in that, the roles matter a whole lot uh if it come i I would say that's a big thing and financial stuff causes a huge stress on marriages but if the if the role is uh you're going to go and find another job um my father started to do that and it was kind of gray in the direction he was going and and that was that because his role was to provide for the family. Well, those are the personalities of your, your parents or your mother too, because that can change depending on the person's personality, you know, whether they care that much about that identified role or the concern of it or, 
when it's not a absolute truth. What isn't? Well, the, those having clearly identified roles oh. and your dad quitting his job and your mom's like, ah, I can't do that. Oh, and that's can't. not true for everybody. True. Right. Everybody has their, well, like Zach has, you know, in his marriage. Excellent pushback. Go ahead. Well, it, it wasn't pushback. Yeah, it wasn't just, pushback. I'm th- I'm thanks for being to... connected to the conversation. <laughs> no, I'm trying to. <laughs> Zach, he's, I mean, he's, how Zach, <laughs> how Zach and his wife do things in terms of roles and how I, myself and my wife do things with in our roles are very uh, different just because we're different people. We were brought up different. We're, we connected with our spouses and there was some responsibility and expectation probably before we even got married. Um, and, and it might be one of the qualities of why we did marry that person. Cause God knows I needed someone to just keep things in order and, Oh, absolutely. Oh, you, know, that person. you know what's interesting is... <laughs> I'd be on a ship floating Hey, Jeff, what are you doing it? tomorrow? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't have a job, you'd have no idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't feel like... Um, I don't feel like we're that different. We, It, it might take different... You and Jeff? Well, in terms of... Now, this would be called pushback, Matt. No, I... No, I mean... I'm Zach's trying to be... Sc- I'm sitting in for Scott. I'm clarifying <laughs> for <skeptic>. Scott. <laughs> Who's not that different? There's a button for that somewhere. Uh, I think it just depends on... You can... I I feel like you guys... I don't know. You can tell me if... You know, now, Tanya... What... (laughs) What? What? <laughs> my her, her, like father? No, Tanya, sit Tanya, on my lap here. T- Tanya, you. We need to have a talk. What are your expectations for me? And then I will tell you my expectations. Like, let's make a list. Like, you guys don't do. Are that. you John Piper right now? I feel like yeah, that was a little bit of John Piper. I feel like you guys are a little more intuitive with it, and it's years of being together. It's it's kind of shifted and changed, and and settled, and it doesn't mean it's all good, but all it's not all good all the time, but. It's generally working. That's kind of how Lisa... I remember when we started. The idea of... There's a song... There's a proverb. Proverb 31, I think. Proverbs 31. Are you quoting the Bible? Uh, I'm not going to quote it. I'm going to make something up oh, about... Oh, let me get out the Bible. Oh. No, don't. It's I'm, Bible time. Let me just... Uh, well, you can if you want. But it describes a woman. And there's a ministry, there's a ministry called the Proverbs 31 Woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's holding up his cup. He wants some more bourbon. I will give him some bourbon. Thank you. If we could make this a two and a half hour podcast, that would be so satisfying. By the way, you can go back. Uh, Matt keeps checking his Apple Watch. Dude, three cars, Apple Watch. I'm supposed to be Good home. God owns his own company. And 15 minutes. Nope. No, no, no. I'm supposed to be home at 745. All right. Well, I'm supposed to be home right now, but our roles are. <laughs> <laughs> Well, do do tell, I, Jeff. Do what tell. I was saying is, Lisa, when Lisa and I started, probably, like, I'm joking. the conservative idea of a man generally being more or less the lead, we, we pro- she can correct me, and she will later, and I will let her, uh, <laughs> if this is wrong, but we were more conservative then in our, in our beliefs, more complementarian, in, and it was just kind of assumed, and it was fine, and it worked, and it just... 
it's just been a, a long 15, like over 15 years, we have both changed dramatically. And I don't remember it being ever like instant catalysts of change or like now I want to do it this way. And, and then like painful growing pains. It's just been this progression and this evolution that's kind of been beautiful because of a lot of intuition, some conversation, um, and just both buying into some sort of partnership where um, some things, I mean, listen, I take out the trash. That's never been like, you do this, I won't do this. For whatever reason, that's the way it's been. Now that the kids are old enough, they're taking out the trash. you know. Or I take out the trash, hey, put a bag in there for me. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting how it's changed from, we both probably would have professed some version of a conservative uh, couple and what we thought God wanted into where we are now, which is just, we're just totally 100% partners and let's figure it out as we go. And as long as we're communicating and we both desire to communicate and, and want to be on the same page, things can shift what we do can shift and we'll be good so there has been change i love that the and i think that's how most people do it yeah though they profess sometimes some people i'm sorry don't lose your train of thought i got it i Uh, got it oh oh i got it shit sorry man some people i i know people that live kind of in an intuitive way where they're generally partners, but if you ask them what they believe, they would have a rigorous biblical understanding of marital roles. And and I'm like, but you're not living like that, so that's not what you actually believe. Anyways, go ahead. Maybe it comes down to personality, because for Jen and I, and it sounds like you and Lisa, where there's flexibility, where Jen's asked me multiple times to, you got to make the kid's bed, you got to make the kid's bed, and I'll forget. And then uh, she'll end up making it. Or she'll ask me to do something, or I'll ask her to do something. It's more asking her, more her asking me to do things, now that I think about it. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, she'll pick up the slack, or like, you know, or I'll end up, you (laughs) know, doing something that's clearly, you know, she's taken ownership of, or she should, and I'll end up doing it. Or, but we just, the the roles are, are somewhat identified, but like you mentioned, they're gray. And there's some flexibility, but some people, those are our personalities and some people's personalities that are more rigid and they have to have it very clearly laid out and identified. They just probably stick to that. Yeah. That's just not my personality. Yeah. For me, it's like if there's not abuse and everybody's on the same page and willing and thriving, I I don't care what a relationship looks like. It, It can look more traditional. Like that's, that's beautiful. I, I just want relationships to thrive. Yeah. And I think sometimes we can get in these culture war battles where it's like, you know, the egalitarians are ruining marriages and or vice versa. It goes both ways. Right. The, There's the no crossfire one way goes to do both it. ways. There's no I, one way yeah, to do it. I just want people to thrive. Yeah, we've got a buddy and that's abuse take, not to happen. We've got a buddy taking sixteen weeks paternal leave, which it might be more time off than his wife that just had is having the baby. Yeah. That's weird. It is weird. <laughs> and he's like making her do stuff all over the house. Probably. 
Back to your comment about, or I think it was you. You said, um, "I'm just my kidding." Wife asks my wife. Asks <laughs> I know he's going to listen. <laughs> question. You know who you are. My wife's <laughs> always asking me, uh, or asking questions, or asking me to do something. And I whispered, "You know, that's a female. It's a female thing." Good for you. But that is, it's not. So as a male, I'm wondering. You know, the males that are out there um, in BBB land. When and if you have a, a wife, um, wow. the qu- do you does something in you stir like negatively when it's um, your wife is asking you? Um, and historically, there's been this uh, oh, it's a, a nagging wife asking questions, but um, not that I've figured anything out. But I notice that women ask women a whole lot of questions and they immediately affirm oh yeah and there's like this and i realize that it's an invitation at least i think it is it's an invitation to connect like are you with me and so all of those questions like that my wife might be asking she might ask a ton of questions in a day i real i came to realize um a while back that all of those questions were not her nagging. They were her feeling like there was a lack of connection. And and therefore, I needed to jump on the bandwagon and, and just go. And that's not in my... That's not innate mm. to just do. I got you. It's more like, <laughs> I've been working all day. Yeah, I mean, can I just sit here and watch the soccer game? It's Women's World Cup on, and you know, she's like, "You've been watching soccer all day long," and you have you just, <laughs> you just got home from work and now you're watching soccer. Oh, sorry, this is fresh. It's fresh. Um, no, but that that's that's the thing. Like, it, is that for men with wives? Do you think it's an invitation to connect, or do you think it's 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 the nagging? wife or is it something else usually right, zach, well, usually zach would say it's something else i'm gonna sigh again well that's interesting yeah if you're right i think i think i'm gonna put a disclaimer at the top of the show hey get a get a shot glass every time somebody says interesting what's the name of this podcast gonna be i don't know probably f- fill your wife with prayer that's what I got for now. By Mark Driscoll. By doing that, yeah. By doing that, my wife, had, her heart is filling with joy and connection when I do that. I realized that. Yeah. That was a f- and I knew it the whole time, and I still It's something she, she wanted, it. and um, I don't think that should be dismissed, like... Even though it sounds like, what? So okay, reboot. That was a lot of nothing from me right there. If what's to prevent your wife from saying, "Hey Jeff, let's pray." You don't want to pray? I'm gonna pray. Like, is there something? She is she like literally? This is what you. This is what you do. I guess I will wait for you to do this. I guess yeah. And if if I really want it, I'll just wait for you to do it. Maybe I'll tell you like she told you basically. And right. Like, Hey, this hasn't happened in a while. Right. I want this. See? Def- roles have been defined. Yeah. Or, yeah. yeah. That's the case for my, for Jen and I, too. 
where she'll wait for me and I know she desires it. And you and I are very similar in this way. I'm pretty confident Mm -hmm. 99%. Like if she, if I know she wants it or she asks for it, then I'm like, Oh, I don't think I want to now. Like I want to do it when I want to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, not when I, when she asks or, like things, a lot of things I do for her, keeping the car clean and filling it with gas. She doesn't ask for that stuff, and actually, she probably doesn't care much for it. But I, I enjoy doing that, and and not until I ask her, she's like, "Oh yeah, I haven't had a good gas in a while." You know, she to some degree appreciates it, mm-hmm. but or when her car gets really dirty, she notices and like, "Oh, my car's really dirty." Well, <laughs> you just noticing your car's dirty now. Like not that it's been cleaned for the last. You don't ever say, "Why don't you wash it?" <laughs> but like Why are you I nagging like me? I want to do like there's things that I that's want to do, but when but there's something about it, and that's just my fallen nature, I guess, or our fallen nature when like it's asked of me, or I know, or or I guess it's a demand, in some degree, or, or a request. It's like, oh well, it's not as easy. It's harder for me. To, uh, to get over that and offer it right willingly than just willingly do it offering it on my own if yeah that makes sense no I totally get it we are we are similar in that regard do uh, you yeah do you think that if you were to say and I'm asking from my from my position because there has been personal experience for, with me and with Lisa and I is that correct that's fine. I don't even know the difference. <laughs> School teacher, molding hearts and minds. Um, my my wife and I. So I, I've had. Uh, I really struggle with prayer off and on, or let me just say I still pray in some ways, but it's very different than the way I used to. I hope you're just taking pictures and it's not video. You can keep taking pictures. Do not record this. It's not like we're recording this and it's going to go out. I know. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. You ha- you're pointing that right at me. I'm feeling vulnerable right now, Jeff. I'm talking about my wife and my marriage, Jeff. Don't you care? Are you going to respond to me? I'm just going to keep... <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I was getting a picture of you holding the, the <laughs> makers. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Continue. He's handling it well. Thank you. Okay. It's changing the way I pray, there, there's not a lot of like general like, okay, we're just going to pray f- for stuff or pray about things in the way we used to. And so there, there have been times where when requests have been made or, or it's apparent we feel like we should pray for something where Lisa has stepped into the void that I have left because she knows I could pray and I and I have prayed when I haven't felt it or, or whatever, whatever that means. Do you ever, do you ever pray when you're not, and it's almost like it's inauthentic. Has that ever happened where it's like, you know, you should be doing it. And so you do it, but it's like, you're not in it. And it's almost always awkward. (laughs) Yes. And especially when you're doing it out loud. So lately what I have enjoyed doing is embracing the fact that, I am not in this right now in in the way that I should be. My prayer would be a sham, like personally. It, it, it would be only for the show of me praying. And Lisa has 
on occasion stepped into that void and and uh and and prayed that being said there has been it's been less out loud prayers as a couple and we'll have to talk about this later i i don't feel bad about that and i don't think she has um this is a reminder for me to check in about that no and you shouldn't and that's why one of one of the main reasons my prayers are very oftentimes short <laughs> yeah i just say what i is on my heart what i want to say and but and it's obvious when others well it's not always obvious but sometimes it is when others are just praying to just say words out loud which because we it's what we do yeah like i should be at I certain pray times. and i'm expected to pray so i'm going to pray something I, but mine are very short i do remember a time in our relationship where there was more of an emphasis on we should be doing this together we need to be in the bible together and so when that was happening i remember it feeling rewarding and i remember feeling like you know we haven't done we haven't done that in a while we should probably do that and her being like yeah and vice versa but well, everybody it, likes to be filled up with prayer it's it's interesting but man when somebody prays over you that's pretty cool sometimes it's holy. Yeah, I it's guess holy. sometimes. Yeah. It's holy. But I mean there there's there's uh if you want it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you have to mostly want it. I mean, sometimes it might feel uncomfortable at first, but when somebody uh, yeah. I mean I've had a few experiences where it's just like, oh my gosh. That's amazing. It felt so good. I, I have been prayed over this is a long time ago. I've been prayed over in church by somebody I didn't know that thought they were doing a really cool thing. They were giving me fresh word and I hated it. I was it. very, I've never experienced that. So the fresh word. No, probably with Shane's passing. I'd, ima- I'd imagine that's, Oh wow. Was that not that? No, it wasn't good guess though. Um, if, for those listening that don't know, you can go back to episode, whatever. Death and re- no, that's yours. Death and resurrection and marriage. That's Jeff, the Jeff and Tanya story. Uh, seeds of deconstruction. I talk a lot about my son passing with my wife. Uh, but no, it wasn't related to that. It, it was actually before that. It was when I was much younger. But it was it was laying on of hands, uh, people speaking in tongues, praying over me. I, I had no relationship with them. Uh, it's interesting. I was not in a good place. It, I, I was. Um, why were they praying over you? It was a church environment, like a group environment. This group came to visit. They were very charismatic. Music, dancing, jumping, flailing. Um, and they were visiting our church. And so the kids would run around and pick people out to pray. And the whole time I was sitting there, I knew that somebody was going to come up and pray on me, and I didn't want it to happen. And uh, Did you still have long hair? I think my hair was growing out at the time. Mm. This was before the full long hair. So how did they pray on you, as you said? Uh, one of my Honda, one of my Honda, one of my Honda, one of my Honda. There was a lot of that. There was some speaking in tongues. A lot. They, they filled you up um, with prayer? Unintentionally. I f- it was... It was not... I didn't give consent. I mean, it was... <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. 
open the microphone. But it's it's true. There are times where you, I'm sure both of you guys, you guys are sensitive guys that care about people and have prayed over people without them asking, and it's been rewarding, and everybody's in it. I'm just telling you, I've experienced it where it's like, don't touch me. You know, no, I, I was trying to share people praying over me, not me praying over others. I can't right. speak for them. I don't know. I just. But have you been prayed over? Have you been prayed over without like yeah. people just come up to he you and do it. it, and it's fine, and you like it? He yeah, but it was always in a. I guess for me, it was in an, an expected environment. So yeah. not like yours. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If well. you could pair up and uh, just go find somebody and pray over them, that'd be great. Uh, that, that kind of environment, as opposed to just walking up to somebody ram- randomly outside of church. That happens too. Right. Hey, can I pray for you, brother? And most, most of the times, people are going to say yes. And whether they want it or not, they're going to say yes because you don't want to disappoint people. But it looks like Matt needs to step out. And I don't know how much more we're going to go. It's been an hour and 15, but... You guys got good stuff. Matt Sather, thanks for winging it with us. Thank you, guys. Yeah. You have any final Baby words B. of encouragement for the audience? Like, I don't know, can you give a benediction for people to take no. home? No, like I said a moment ago, I'm, I'm short on words, so thanks, guys. Bless you. <laughs> uh, that works. <laughs> Bless you, Matt. <clears throat> Bless me. Bless you. Bless you guys. No, sorry. I thought you sneezed. All right. It, I almost did. Yeah. Or coughed. I don't know. Are you done? You said you have to be home too. You probably have no. You have your chore chart. What kind of <laughs> roles are you missing? You know what? Let's talk about that, <laughs> no, Matt. You his, get out of here. His wife we'll requested him, but he he said no. Mm. So, you guys can talk about that. Okay. There was something else I really wanted to bring out with you. Bring up with that with so you. So if you here, could Matt. stay another half an hour, that'd be fantastic. <sighs> Isn't it better to ask forgiveness from your wife than to ask for permission? I'm asking. Like, what if you just stayed? Yeah, I mean it'd be all right, but uh, but uh, but I'm gonna go. But it wouldn't be all right. Look at that's a good man. I have a look flight. at you. My heart's like you should go. Yeah. I don't know why, but you should go now. I'm gonna go. I'm signing off. Drop the mic. Did you just cut me off? No. Oh, that's weird. You guys hearing anything? No, I don't hear. Impressing. Oh my gosh, mine's not detachable. My my elbow is still tingling. And Maybe the that's pain it. In my elbow is gone. Maybe we lost our board. But it's only temporary. Uh oh. Maybe that was the. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well. Well, bless thanks, you guys. Matt. Your podcast, and uh, you guys are going to get huge ratings. Huge ratings. All right. Will you pray for that? Sometime. Have you ever rated and reviewed our podcast on iTunes? You know, if I did, it was a long time ago. <laughs> you might want to check on that. Uh, you have an iTunes account, correct? I do. I think it's on Apple Podcasts now is what people are doing. Oh. You can do it on your phone. I'll that's, check. Yeah. That's How long when have the you B- guys been doing That's this? when the BBB pod long was time. just somebody's new girlfriend. Yeah. We took a long break, too. We're back at it. Yeah. If I did, it was a long time ago. Okay. Well, just you can update it. Maybe I say a couple things. I was an early follower. Yeah. Mm. Maybe we'll have it back in again. You shouldn't fall away. Who knows? Scott keeps talking about moving. Maybe he'll... Be in the rotation. I don't know. If there's a list, Jeff and I haven't talked about it. All right, let's stop talking. This guy's got to go. But the short list. He's going to be separated if he doesn't get home. <laughs> no. Matt, do me a favor and fill your wife with prayer. 
Absolutely. Jeff. Zach. I'm going to give Matt a hug. Okay. What I want to know, and Matt, right before you walk out that door, if you have an answer, the the prayer thing, the wives asking for prayer, and you have that de- kind of a defined role where the they expect that. If it hasn't been happening, they expect that a little bit. If you were to say, hey, right now I'm I'm not feeling it, why don't you pray? Would there be resistance? Is that, or would they do it? No, there's been many... Many times, where whether it's just at dinner or other times, uh, going to bed, I definitely have done that, and she's has always agreed. She's not uh, said no. It's your job to pray. No, it's always worked out fine. It's not been confrontational or or. Um, but she doesn't feel comfortable stepping up and praying. Yeah, not no, not on her own, but. If I ask her to, then she'll know. I guess that goes back to a comment I made about, you know, she understands probably at this point that I'm not comfortable or don't, would rather not to, would rather not pray. And so she does. And she's always agreed. She's not ever responded yet. No, I don't. You should. That's not happened. All right. Good night. Bye. It's a long Minnesota goodbye. Minnesota. Oh, see you. Okay, there. I can still see you. Let me honk again. Honk, honk. All right, there. Goodbye again. Okay. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. All right. <clears throat> All right. Down and dirty now. Let's start this over. Super dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, start start a new conversation. Uh, regrets. You want to go back seven years? Se- wow, you've been thinking about this seven years. Well, no, it just popped into my head. I was thinking new new talk, but. Uh, and popped into your head pretty quick, pretty quick there. Seven That's years, how my brain works. It's like a seven-year itch? No. What do you wish you did seven years ago? Um, I, th- I got lost. I got lost on this journey. What journey? This journey that had a narrow path. Still vague. A, a, a path where I'm following Christ with... All of my passion and spirit, the seven Holy Spirit, years ago, and then and then um, I became an overseer. I had no idea. I can hear something, but I don't. I know it's not working. I became a, an overseer at the church, and this isn't a bad thing. Oh yeah, so you've been an overseer for the last six, six years. years, and this is my last month, and <laughs> I. Um, I was asked by a um, friend of ours today, um, D, so you're done. How, how does it feel? Like, are you, are you, I'm like, I'm good. Like, I, I love the church and I serve the church and I, I um, it just, it, it, you find you get into things and you, it's not your sweet spot. It's like, it's not where you, um, it's not where you thrive. I mean, you, we serve, um, you know, I serve in whatever capacity, um, whether I'm called into it or I'm just like, ah, I want to do that. I can feel like that is what we should be doing. My, you know, my wife and I are doing marriage studies or retreats. That is something that we just, we felt called to do. And, and, but with the, the overseer, when I, when I, 
was made an overseer, um, confirmed by the congregation. Um, I went into that not knowing what I was getting into, only knowing the definition of what an overseer is, uh, what an elder is. Mm-hmm. And, and somewhere in there, being an overseer, going through a bankruptcy at the same time, becoming the treasurer and and being a part of this podcast and kind of having conversations where I felt a little out like I'm not a I'm not a bible person. I can't I can't like 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 standing at a ping pong table, I'm like let's go. But but standing with the bible and having to converse with you and Scott or others, well, we're pretty good. <laughs> or in the or in as an overseer, you know that became um, discouraging, and and in that I, when I say I got lost, it was like my serious nature, my passionate serious nature of wanting to like get to the root of stuff and questioning things, just it dissipated. Because I kind of became a, oh, I, I know I'm kind of putting an identity on myself, but it was true that I was sitting on the sidelines and felt like I had nothing. You to, became a shell, yeah, of your former self, right? And that, um, you know, and and then like becoming the the treasurer. Um, and at the same time experiencing going through a, a bankruptcy that, I mean, that really, it crushed my ego. And I felt like, you know, I am struggling as a husband here because, you know, I think back to my father and my, my mom and why they separated. And here I am losing, like, I'm, I'm there's instability here and there's a great deal of of a fear and anxiety creeping in and and that must have been three years ago like things were going in the wrong direction quickly and uh kind of i mean it hasn't been until you know the probably the last six months where i realized man i was just in a serious rut of of just constantly being anxious and that, you know, I, I had probably talked about that in the podcast, um, you know, a long time ago, but, um, you know, looking back and reflecting and seeing like, I mean, if you become the treasurer, you can't then, and you, are you, you go bankrupt, you file bankruptcy. Oh man. And then you're, and then you're the treasurer who's in charge of, you know, the finances. That's a, a difficult, it's a difficult thing um, to swallow, and and all the while I'm thinking, like you have no right to be there, right? Yeah. Uh, and does anybody know about this? And if some if somebody found out, <laughs> do you know you never actually told me you went through bankruptcy? It just kind of like eventually I found out. Oh, but it wasn't from you. Oh, okay. Like, is that part of like you were? part of your maybe hiding or or like afraid of it coming out because i found out and eventually it was talked about but it was never right. like hey i did this thing it was like i found out after the fact 
like way after the fact. And I'm not upset about that, but I'm just interesting know. about you're talking about like feeling unworthy to do this job when this is happening in your life. What are people going to think? Combined with all the other things you've mentioned, I, w- I just wonder if. I know I'm deadpan right now. It's okay. I, I just, I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. And I did not realize that I did not divulge that information. And maybe this is one of those, um, you know, I got over pornography, yeah, three years ago. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to like, you know what I mean? When you're in the middle of it, like, guys, help me. I cannot stop. You know, we talk about prayer and stuff and, you know, really being authentic. Yeah. This is it. And I probably did share it with maybe one... Maybe a few people. I don't know. I, I, I think it's. I think it from. I mean, you can tell me if this shouldn't be in or not. It probably doesn't matter. But I, I think it was just from you being on the board of the overseers. You shared it with them. My wife is also on the board. Uh, but I remember I found out she she said something about it. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, I'm. We're. I. I. You didn't say anything. Hey, right. you said this one. You wanted this to go deep, right? I think it just did, <laughs> right? So, just thinking about all of those things, it really unraveled. It unraveled me, and I, I didn't have a, a, a like crisis, like a faith crisis. But in that, I'm like, this is going to be a long stretch to get out of this because, you know, we we do. You mentioned earlier, we do need to financially make a a little bit more than what we make always and to you know be in that position where you know we've you know had, did that and and we're pretty much saying we need to start over um you know it was a it's been a long road back financially and and so you know that <laughs> that was tough but so if i i wish I don't want to go back seven years and say, oh, the last, these, I have regrets for like being an overseer or um, because I was like loved being an overseer because I got to be with great people and serve the church. But um, all the while, some other things were going on in my life where I'm like, this, this is, uh, this is difficult and challenging. And I just, I think uh, I lost, I think my my hair turned a little more gray. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was uh, that was challenging. But, um, yeah, I think about the stuff that, the stuff that we go through that we either don't the share, shit. we hold on to it, we hide it, it eats us alive like a cancer, Um or we're just like, I'm going to get through this, and you power through. I mean, I, I don't know if there's any right answer with those, but, you know, being in community I'm sure helps a lot. Yeah, having power, and we probably need to start landing, but powering through is probably not ideal when you have resources. But a lot, a lot of things... For whatever reason, there's 
there are things where you're you have people even if you have people you trust and are not worried about it necessarily it's like ah, i don't need to bother them with that or i i, I got this and you, you try to do it and sometimes maybe you do it and you get through but it's well, probably never ideal a part of me is like well that that's the easy road if i if i go and ask for help um let's say financial help like we're seriously struggling and we could we need help it, it's like in the back of my mind i'm thinking you did this to yourself mm-hmm. and you're a big boy you need to you know take take it like a man and and you're you like a little up. you've got a little bit of the republican personal responsibility like you yeah like you were saying you did this you i mean if you want to phrase it, i don't think of it as a republican I know, thing but, but it, but anybody, I mean, take I responsibility anybody, for yourself. But it's like, let's, you know what? It's a tough time. I gotta, you know, just get up and and go every day and pick up the pieces and put it back together again. And it might look different. Mm. And I guess I'm here, and I like ah, while I'm filled and I love life. I just want to go back seven years and. Oh, so what would you have done seven years ago? If if the circumstances were the same, would you have accepted the nomination to be an overseer? No, I wouldn't have. Yeah. What What else about seven years ago? Or is this mainly, you are rolling off, so this is fresh and it's recent and we've, the church has nominated new people. Right. Are there other things besides that that are fresh in your mind now as you are thinking about seven years ago? Uh, I w- was a little um, too emotionally attached to finances. And I wish I could have the perspective then that I do now that they're business decisions, black and white, and not emotional choices. Um, because that, that, that feeling is, brings, um, not a peace, but just, uh, an anxiousness that can be overwhelming at times if you let it. Mm-hmm. Money sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's so good. It does sucks when it has control over you. It's, when you're yeah, when it has control over you. Yeah. It's, it can be the worst you talk about marriage. I mean, that money stress is the biggest thing for people struggling in their marriage. Yeah, and why is that? I don't know. We're, we're I don't know. There's so many good things about this the system we've grown up in, but we've, in some ways, we become slaves to money. That you can, I think there's a way to still operate within the system, but not be a slave to the system. And I don't know how to articulate it very well, but uh, I taste it now and then. And then sometimes you get back into like, oh, I have a couple of my clients are behind on. Right. There's a couple of things that have come up, and you know the money should be there, but a couple of clients are a little late, and then, then there's like this. I don't know. 
Yeah. Anybody who runs a business like yourself, I mean, you're reliant that people are going to come through and fill their obligation of, of paying and paying on time. And, and, you know, I've talked with other guys that, you know, substantial money needs to come in or, you know, especially if yeah, like you're doing, you're running yourself and there's others that have employees that they need to be paid. They're going to be paid. And, you know, there's like, there's a, can be a stress there to make sure that things, <laughs> I need this to happen. There's expectations. If it doesn't, what next? And I don't want to think about the what next. Yeah. Plus the fact that I'm uh, kind of a peacemaker, you know, nine on the Enneagram, if we're talking Enneagram. And uh, that's avoiding conflict. So You and me both. The you, listen, you owe me money. (laughs) (laughs) That's not in my playbook. Gosh, last final words. Uh, Be in it, be present, and just be loving. Yeah. That's where I'm at. Be in it, be present, be loving. Amen. I'm here for that. Grace, peace, cheers. Bros, Grace, peace, cheers. <laughs>